I'm sitting here today at my former high school outside on the 50-yard line with a very good friend, Brandon Williams, former NFL player and current VP of Operations in the UFL. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the iReach podcast. I'm your host, Paul Robinson, founder and CEO of Construct Reach, a national consultancy and initiative that aims to diversify the construction, design, and innovation industries and empower a younger generation. We are here merging education, industry, and culture with a variety of featured guests that you do not want to miss. So let's go. I reach. What is up, everybody? We are back for another episode of the I reach podcast. This is a very special episode because we outside, man. Uh, we haven't been outside before. Very first one, but we're back at our alma mater. Got my very good friend with me, Brandon Williams. Man, we grew up together. Been knowing each other since we were teenagers. Went to Hazelwood East, Spartan country, right behind us, man. We on the field. We on the field for a very particular reason because my guy right here, man, he used to, uh, he used to light it up on this field. I used to sit over there and watch my guy. So. <laughs> It's good to have you, brother. Thanks man, for being with us. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Blessed. I yeah. appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Listen, listen. You know, thanks for being on the episode today, man. Got a lot to get through. But, you know, I want to talk about kind of just your journey, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, starting out in football, of course, now being on the business side of football, uh, definitely more than an athlete, right? We're going to get into that. Uh, but talk to me a little bit, man, about your your memories of this field and playing football, man, and then how this propelled you to get to where you are today. Yeah, you know, I played football from six to 26. And there's so many different things that you learn when you play sports, as you know. Yeah. But when you're on a team, you learn many different things, time management, leadership, communication, dealing with different personalities and things of that nature. But this field right here just brings back so many memories. Number one, it used to be grass on this field. So it wasn't this beautiful, plush, palatial turf that we're standing on right now. I'm jealous right now. They had it way better than us, but that's okay. Um, but we won a lot of games. I don't think I've ever actually lost a game on this field. Not that I think about it as a, as a sport, and I never lost a game on this field had so many great catches, runs. I've watched so many good players play on this field as yeah. well. Got coached and under the tutelage of some, some really awesome men uh, who taught us the game of football, taught us some, some things about life as well. So, you know, just seeing this field being in the middle of the high school and the former middle school, because I went to Kirby, I used to run around those hallways, hopping in and out them windows. You already know how we used to play around yeah, yeah. and do stuff. So the memories are, are fine for me, man. Yeah, man, that's good, man. But listen, you know, it's, there's so many, especially when you think about youth sports, right? And you think about kind of what it takes to, to prepare yourself to the next level. Like, tell me, how did you approach football in high school to yeah. put you in position, right, to, to be able to go to the collegiate level? It was all about consistent commitment to the effort, right? I was, I was consistently showing up. Me and, and Scott Starks, who was yeah. my teammate, one of my best friends, me and him were always the smaller, not the smallest, but the smaller guys yeah. on any team that we've ever played on. So we had to make sure that we were maximizing our time, lifting weights, getting stronger, getting faster, quick to get down, quick to get out of bounds and not get hit. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things that we always 
you know, prided ourselves on was making sure we tried to outwork everybody. And so that consistent commitment to the work, to the process, making sure that we showed up every single day was something that built confidence. Right. It, I didn't just, you know, just wake up and say, oh, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. No, there's an element of some some seeds that are planted and some things that you see about yourself and that you can identify and say, man, I am confident because. Right. And it was because of the way we worked, the amount of effort that we put into it. And then you've seen the results on the field, in the weight room, against other teams or whatnot. And many times we playing against our own teammates. They're, they're better than most of the people that we play against. So having that confidence was was the main thing. But I would say that consistent commitment to the effort, consistent commitment to preparation is what really built that confidence for us. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's good. That's good. You know, and right. You trust your work. So you, yeah. you're able to go out on the field and be confident and play well because you know the work that you put in. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's definitely something that we try to to introduce to young people as well, regardless of what field that you're in, right? Regardless of what yeah. space that you're operating in, it takes work outside of that time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that you can come into that space, into that arena, right? To that test, feeling confident and prepared, you know, to to go to the next level and be successful, man. So. We go from high school, right, and we get to the collegiate level, where now you have an even higher level of talent, right? Uh, and it's coming from all over the country, right? It's D1, it's the Badgers, it's Wisconsin. So tell me, how was that approach? Did anything change once you got to the collegiate level? No, that's a good question. Nothing, I, and I would say this, uh, the principles didn't change. The, the amount of effort, the amount of effort had to increase and the efficiency of the uh, of the effort that you put in right because when you get to the collegiate level it's the next level you don't have the same nutritional science you don't have the same uh, ability to eat certain types of meals that you did when you was in high school in college now you have access to training table and different food and vitamins and protein shakes and just seeing different people across the country and you can kind of measure yourself as far as what you were getting back in st louis and what they were getting in say California, you, yeah. New Jersey, Florida, and things of that nature. And so now it's like you're testing, well, okay, I'm confident in my ability, but now I'm playing against guys from all across the country and I'm still able to have success. Yeah. So what I was doing was actually working. And so now it's just adding different ingredients to that. Don't re You don't necessarily need to remove anything, but again, it's about what is the amount of effort that you're willing to put in and now when you go to the next level, it's the efficiency of the effort. It, are these things actually bringing the ROI that you're looking yeah. for? And are, how are you measuring them? We're, me we're doing way more measuring at the next level in, in collegiate sports, as you, as you know and see now, yeah. data is huge, right? And so measuring that data of how much are you lifting, how fast are you running, how fast are you recovering, and things of that nature. And then what's that GPA looking like? Yeah, right. So that was always the data point. That's always the data point that you got to make sure you're hitting, right? Student athlete. Oh, man. Now, that's good. That's good, man. You know, and I like what you said about principles because principles are transferable. Mm. Principles allow you to be successful with the nuances and the different stages and the different seasons and the different areas of life. Principles always travel, right? We're talking about sports. People always say defense travel. Yeah. Right? Defense yep. travel. Principles travel. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so I like that you were able to bring that to the forefront because it's the approach. It's how you do things that really matter, right? Uh, if you're going to be 
you know, a good student, if you want to go on to excel and, and have a certain academic profile uh, to put you in position to go to any career, then what are the study habits look like? Yeah. You know, how are you engaging with the content, the curriculum? How do you learn well? And, and I think to add on to that, community is always important. Yeah. Community is important. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you listening to? Yep. Who is your mentor, right? Because uh, a student only knows as much as the teacher, right? And so you get to a point where you start to identify, okay, I've, I've reached my point where this teacher can no longer get me to this certain level. I need to seek out other mentors, other teachers to help me to the next level, right? So community aspect is always important, being able to listen, being able to take constructive criticism of what you're doing, what you're not doing, what you should be doing, but always being able to weigh it based on where you're trying to go. Yeah, no, that's good. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism, come on now. It, all, it helps you, right? And a lot of times it's hard to receive that criticism as constructive because we feel like somebody's tearing us down. We feel like somebody is talking about what we don't do right and killing the confidence, but it's like, when the right person is giving it to you, no, they're actually trying to help you. I, 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 I started saying this a couple weeks ago. I started saying that lack of accountability, when people struggle with accountability, they feel like everything is an attack. Mm. And when you start to realize that, let me be accountable, because everything someone says about you is just information. Yeah. Now, some of the information is based on their perspective and issues they have and some of the information is true so it's up to you to weed through that constructive criticism and say what is what piece of this am i going to take and what piece of this am i going to leave but if i'm always looking to be accountable how i'm showing up what i'm doing i won't take it as an attack i'll take it as just it's just information now what you gonna do with it yep yeah yeah you know and i think that's that's definitely good man we try to tell young people that today you know, especially as we live in this social media environment and they see a lot of the success being put in front of them, but they don't understand, you know, the the process. Sometimes they don't understand the community and the people and the mentors that that person may have that's giving them that constructive criticism to tell them to do things a little bit better. Or are you missing this? And that's a big piece, man. You know, and I think if they don't see that process and if they don't hear it, then now they're going into a situation or approaching their life thinking that this one dimensional and they can get there on their own it's like man any place that's worth going in life it takes it takes some help to get there it really does it, like i said it takes that community it takes that village of people yeah. who can pour into you and, and really help you uh, actualize yeah. who you are what's your purpose what's your identity yeah. um, because again if you're around the wrong people you won't live up to your potential and that's that's a very tragic situation to be in. Sure is. Yeah, man, no, that's good. That's good. So we, we at the collegiate level now, right? And then you've been able to get to the highest level, Yeah. right? Where there's no other level above that, uh, making it to the NFL. That's, you just get there, man. Like, that's, that's, that's something that's worth celebrating because there's so many people that play this sport, right? Um, that, can say, yeah, man, I remember playing high school or I remember playing college or, you know, I remember playing high school and then go past high school, right? Yeah. Um, and so the higher you go, the percentages go down significantly. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit, man, about getting to the professional level, how significant that was in your life, how that made you feel, 
right? And how you were able to take those same principles, because principles travel, right, into the NFL as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because once you get to the professional level of sports, especially in the NFL, it's a, it's a man's game. It's not a boy's game anymore. It's not a young man's game. It's not a growing man's game. It is a man's game, and you need to be ready for that uh, because it's not just a man's game on the field. It's a man's game off the field, and you have to be able be ready to deal with life's challenges as you're continuing to grow into manhood, fatherhood, talking about being a husband, yeah. dealing with taxes and managing your finances. Adulting. Of being an adult. Yeah. Right. And so you get hit with all that at one time. And it's a lot. You know, so when I got when I actually got to the NFL, man, I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and those principles, even though those principles traveled, uh, when you get to that level, it's just it's just dudes up there. And I don't care how much effort you putting in. I don't care how much you're training and working. It's just it's just dudes that's going to be at this level and it's dudes that's going to be at this level. So it, it really doesn't matter. Right. And now it's just about being appreciative and blessed for the opportunity that you had to get there and just hope and pray that this lasts as long as you thought or wanted to last. You know, and for me, it didn't last as long as I wanted to, but. It gave me this this confidence. Again, I go back to this confidence that I anything that I put my mind to, I can achieve. Well, I remember my uncle when I was in eighth grade transitioning to ninth grade, my uncle said, you put eight years of work in, you can get a million dollars. And I actually did that. So that just and that does something to you spiritually, mentally inside of your body uh, that just gives you this thought process that if I put eight years, four years, two years, whatever it is, I just take my time and do it right. I can get that result or that goal that I'm looking for on the other end. And so being able to make it, man, being able to make it to the NFL was something that was bigger than me. It influenced a lot of people. I have a younger brother who actually made it to the NFL as well, seven years after me. And he was with me throughout the entire journey. So him being able to witness that and be a part of that is something that influenced him heavily. And so I was just blessed to be able to make it, man, and be able to get there. And then once you once I separated from the NFL, there's always it, everybody goes through depression. It's like I, I always used to say if I was a surgeon for 20 years and then I got carpal tunnel and couldn't use my hands anymore, that would be uh, traumatic. I, I don't care how emotionally intelligent and stable you are that's still a traumatic thing because that's something that you put a lot of effort into and then you did it for a long time. And so I had to figure out, I had to really reinvent myself and figure out who I was outside of the game and then really, but use those principles, but identify as someone totally different. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. Especially, you know, when it comes to to being a man, a lot of times we we find our identity in our profession. We find our identity in, in our work, do, yeah. in our work, you know. And so being able to transition into doing other things as a profession, right, still maintaining that sense of identity and still knowing who you are, I think is very important. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up from a, a depression standpoint. Like a lot of people struggle with that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so it, it's good to to talk about it. But then it goes back to community as well. Yeah, and it yeah. matters who you are surrounding yourself with because now you've got people that can speak life into you. Now you've got people that can encourage you. Now you've got people to say, you know what? 
I know it it didn't go as long or it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, but you still are good or you still have X, Y, Z or you still branded. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? And you need people to remind you of you, you do. sometimes. You really do. I was listening to a podcast last night, man, and it was talking about depression from genders. Mm. And it says that women deal with depression more than men, but men commit suicide at a higher rate. Wow. And it was talking about because women have community, oh. men don't. Right, so they're able to deal with their depression in a group with other women, talking about it, supporting them, and men tend to not be able to have community because we talk less or whatever that dynamic is. And so that's, community is important, man, in in building that around uh, like-minded people that you can trust, be vulnerable vulnerable with, and, and, and talk to. Yeah, no, that's good, man, that's good. You know, and of course, we've got this this saying that's out here now more than an athlete because we are more than athletes. Right. Um, you know, this is Black History Month that we're doing this interview, you know, with man or that we're doing this interview um, during the time frame of. And it's important that we bring that to the forefront. Like we can do more than play sports and do yes. music, you know. Yes. And so, you know, as you've been able to transition to the management side, to the business side uh, of the sport now, like talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, and how you're approaching this position of of leadership to transform your team and then to be an inspiration for others that are coming behind that may not be on the field, but they can be making decisions about what goes on on the field. Yeah, I, I was very blessed because I started working on this position before I got the position, right? So we talk about leadership. That's all about being able to understand people. Yeah how to motivate people to get them to do a goal, a task, or whatever it is, even if they don't really want to do it, but they see the bigger picture, right? Um, because I, had be I became a life coach in 2016, leadership development trainer in 16, 17, 18, and I had this, this desire and this passion to, to really work one-on-one -on -one with people, and I didn't, under I didn't really know why, yeah. right? I just had this desire to do it, and I loved it. It filled my cup. Um, and, and it was something that I really liked. And then I moved back to St. Louis, got different leadership roles, was a general manager for a company, had a staff, immediately had to use those skills and, and talents that I had. Then I jumped into corporate, a bigger corporation, and became just an employee and was on a team, wasn't a leader on that team, but was someone who was learning, building skills, and then the opportunity to go into sports management came very fast and out of the blue for me. I, but I won't, say, I won't say out of the blue because in my mind, that's where I wanted to go. Yeah. I went back to school, got an MBA, and I specifically got an MBA because I knew I wanted to get in sports management. And so, again, I did all these things building blocks, yep. building up to where I got to. And it wasn't microwavable. It was definitely oven, heat that thing on up to 400. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I take this approach now, I learned this from one of my guys called the PIE method, P-I-E. So a lot of, uh, of African-American professionals, we deal with this. So P is for performance. We kill it. We knock it out the box. Uh, I is image. We, we, we look good. We can dress good. We can speak well. We can show up at the right spots. 
And then you have E, which is exposure. And that's where we lack a lot. That's where it falls off. So the pie method is one of those things that I've been really, uh, <laughs> excuse me for the pun, but biting into. <laughs> All right, that good old pie, that cherry yeah, pie. Yeah. And so I've really been focusing on exposure. Uh, and what helped me get to where I am right now was the exposure that I manufactured, not the exposure that somebody reached and said, hey, you need to come here or come here. Yeah. No, I started to reach out to executives within the sports industry, using my network on LinkedIn, using my ability to just say, hey, man, give me a warm lead, a cold lead and just say, hey, can I chat with you? I wanna get into sports. I'm, I mean, of course it helped that I'm a former professional athlete. I've done some things on TV, radio, et cetera, but it's people in my position that ain't doing that. Still put in the work. I still put in the work. So that principle that we talk about, it continues to, to be a thread that's weaving through everything. Cause I'm not waiting. Yeah. I'm putting in the effort, but it's efficient effort. Yeah. And so it got me this opportunity. So that pie method is, is extremely important. Yeah. No, that's good, man. Yeah, the pie method. So the P is performance. Performance. I is image. And then E is exposure. Exposure. Yeah. And a lot of your work is a part of that, man. That's a part of that exposure piece. Because it's a lot of talent out here that just needs somebody to see it, needs somebody to shine a light on them. But, but it's not. You got to go get it, man. You, you got to want it. Nobody is going to hand feed you. You have to go get it. Man, I tell these kids all the time, man, it's just like, listen, I'm out here because I want you to reach your potential, but I can't want it more than you. Can't want it more than you. I can't want it more than you. Yeah, man. You know? And you can feel that. Yeah. You can feel when people just, you're just not getting it, and so I have to fall back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. That's good. You know, you, you talked a bit about just just mentors. Um do, does anybody ask you to be their mentor? So I've had a mentee for about, man, I've had a mentee for about eight years. So I do, yeah. so to answer your question, yes. Yeah. Yes, people do ask me that. Uh, my time is not uh, forever and, and, and overflowing, so it has to be a very specific yeah. relationship. And again, men, mentorship is a two-way street. Uh, just because I don't text you or call you back immediately, don't stop texting or call me if you want to be a mentee. Like that's just, you know, that's yeah. just what it is. Um, and once, once a mentor sees that, then they start to to pour the other way, right? Uh, so yes, I, I do. I have mentored uh, young men before, and and I continue to do that, and I'll do that forever. Yeah, no, that's good, man. You know, as we look at just our society, um, you know, and being a successful black man, right? Like that is that's definitely something worth celebrating but you also are able to see that man there's still challenges um and there's still these hurdles and these obstacles that you know we in 2024 we shouldn't have but we still do um talk to me a little bit talk to us a little bit about just where you would like to see things go from a societal standpoint uh and how you are trying to lead intentionally so that others who are coming behind you don't have it as hard maybe yeah, I think that goes back to community because I'm in a group right now that is a group me group, but it's like five, 400 black sports professionals in this chat. And we exchange information, we exchange ideas, but more importantly, we exchange opportunities. 
uh, I was invited to be a part of this group from someone else. And so every sports professional that I know that's an African-American that I say, look, I'm in this group. If you want to get in it, I can add you to the chat. You can introduce yourself. You can start talking. You can start seeing what's going on. And so I, that without that group, because I don't have a sports business background. Yeah. I was an athlete. Yeah. I was on TV. But those are those are three different worlds. You got the business side, the athlete side and the media side. Yeah. I was in two of the three. So getting in that group gave me so much. It, it sped up my learning curve to be able to understand how they think, how they talk, what they do. And, and this is a group that they are all uh, sponsorship focused uh, sports business professionals. So they doing deals. So a lot of the deals that you see with the NBA, NFL, NASCAR, WWE, MLS soccer, the guy, people, the men and women in this group are the ones who actually are doing those deals with these major corporations and brands. And so to be able to be able to sit in that room and hear how they talk and then being able to call them exposure yeah. because not only again are we talking about information but when there's another job guess where the first place that job is going to get posted outside of the company posting it it's going right in that group hey uh i just seen the, this denver nuggets just posted this if anybody's interested yeah you know holler at me Either I'm the person who is hiring or I know the person who is hiring and I'll connect you with them, right? That's how you win. That's how we win. And, but that is an intentional group. And so the things that you're doing with your company, being able to build these groups to where you have access to information faster, um, it's, it's the quote unquote good old buddies uh, network. Right. And it's, it's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's about how you use it and, and making sure that you got good people, righteous folk that's coming in and being able to sit in these different seats uh, and, and realize that the, the more you expand and open up, the better it is. Yeah. No, that's good, man. That's good. Wow. That's good, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so when you think about just our young generation today, um, like, what would you, what would you say to them? Anybody that's watching, right? Because uh, especially being an athlete, like just the way our society is, we are an entertainment and sports oriented society. You know, that's just what it is. So when you speak, they listen, right? Um, but that's also a, a huge responsibility to say something that's going to propel them and move them and maybe something that they're not hearing on a regular basis. Uh, what would you tell any young person that is looking at, this episode that may be aspiring to maybe be an athlete or maybe th just thinking about being something else, but want to be successful and, and maximize their potential. What would you tell them? Whatever skill set you have, whatever idea you have, or wherever you desire for your life to go, build a system around it. Don't live in the moment all the time, right? I, I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying don't live in the moment, but what I'm saying is live in the moment, but also step outside of the moment and see how why that moment is successful for you, why this skill set or talent brings you this joy, brings other people joy, and then figure out how can I create a system to manufacture that all the time. So because making a million dollars ain't about selling one thing for a million dollars. 
It's about bringing it all the way back and saying, okay, this week I'm going to uh, write a marketing strategy. This week I'm going to find the manufacturer to manufacture my product. It's not about, okay, I need to sell 500 of them for $50,000 and then we're going to get to the million dollar mark. Stop thinking about that. Create a system and put systems in place to where it's automatic. My, Dr. Miles Monroe said this. Success and failure are predictable. <laughs> your, your, your success can be predictable if you create a system that's predictable. And that means you're showing up every single day or however you need to show up and you just plugging in, plugging in, plugging in, plugging in, and not even thinking about the, the back end, but you, you know the input going to give you a specific output. Yep, absolutely. And so that's what I would say. Like, I, I'm not knocking anybody's talent, anybody's ambition and goals. Like I have, I, like I have a child right now who's very talented in something that you wouldn't even think that a 12 year old would be talented in. And so now I'm like, all right, how do we take this fun, cool, talent, talented, you know, thing that you do and think about it differently and say, all right, how can I turn it into something systematic yeah. uh, and push it out there? Because the level of talent is professional. The mind is adolescent though. Um, and so, but how do we shift that to say, look, start thinking about it in this way yeah. and create a system around it. Because if that's something you want to do for the rest of your life or for a time, you know, you're going to need to build some structure around it. That's true. That's true. That's what I would say. Build, build some structure, build some systems. Y'all get that? <laughs> build some structure, build some systems, have a plan, work the plan. The plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, appreciate it, brother. Man. It was definitely a pleasure, man. Yes, man. We got to do this again. Absolutely. More often. Absolutely. Yeah, man. That's a wrap. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning into our show. Remember, like, share, subscribe to the podcast and join the movement as we reach to build a better future that we can all be proud of.